Good afternoon. You're listening to the Mother's Justice Show on 1150 AM KKNW, Positive Talk Radio. I'm your host, Reverend Walden. It's my joy to be on the air. I'm enjoying all of the beauty of spring. The uh, cherry blossoms are just beautiful. And I'm going to bring on my local guest, uh, Mr. Eddie Wright, is going to give an uh, update. And then we'll be going to, we'll have a guest on from New York City. Uh, Mothers Harlem Saves, just really excited about that. All right, Mr. Wright. How you doing, Reverend Harry? How you doing? I'm doing great. After uh, last week, uh, seeing uh, that obnoxious hearing on Supreme Court uh, Justice nominee, Katanji oh, Brown-Jackson, I just have to say, she showed a lot more than the people are sending her questions. Uh, such, And she was just so composed. And she is the highest ranked Supreme Court nominee in years. Uh, she, her, she was uh, the second highest, I think, in the last 20 or 30 years. And her judicial record is just impeccable. And uh, it had more to do with the fact that uh, the Republicans wanted something, because they had voted for it before. But the right. midterms are coming up, so they're trying to feed this meat to their base. But uh, I just don't think that uh, this with what's happened with January 6th. Now we see uh, uh, Judge Clarence Thomas, uh, <laughs> our, 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 Dr. Arthur Fletcher referred to him as Clarence Tom S. But anyway, uh, now we know because Arthur, Mr. The late Mr. Art Fletcher might have might have known something that we didn't know all along. See. He well, when he started dismantling affirmative action, that's when uh, Dr. Fletcher changed his name. But this mm -hmm. thing about his wife being directly involved in an attempt to overthrow the United States government. Right. Can you imagine that if that she was a black woman, what would be happening right now? Well, he would, they would ask him to resign. And, and he I should mean, they step would find down right some now. Reason. Because they would he, find he, some and, reason to impeach him off the... You know, it's only been a few uh, Supreme Court justices impeached in history, but he would be one. Yeah, he, there's only been one Clarence Thomas, too. <laughs> but, <laughs> I mean, a person that got everything, that all of his achievements were based on affirmative action. His, his, uh, his, uh, his college, his job with the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission, where he sexually harassed uh, Anita Hill, uh, his judgeship. Uh, and then the replace it. So he, he never in the world could replace Thurgood Marshall. Uh, but I really think that uh, the, well, Bush did, uh, the President Bush did not intend for him to, uh, to his appointment, his appointee to replace Thurgood Marshall in statue, education, love, or commitment to the African American community. He did not, he, he was not there for that. He was just there as a, somebody that was African American. That was all. Yeah. And the thing about it is, uh, Dr. Fletcher thought, well, since this guy got everything he got through affirmative action, and then it's still with Anita Hill, that came up, uh, and they, it was swept over. And at the, at the present time, uh, President Joe Biden was president of the Senate uh, when all the stuff went down. So, uh, But there are a couple of other things that's going on, too, because I know I don't have much time, because I know you got a very exciting guest coming on. And... Uh, uh, and I want to talk about Will Will uh, Smith and. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? I'm going to let you talk about it as a as a, from a man point 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 of view. I mean, I really I want to hear from uh, you know somebody who's been married uh, longer than we've been on the air. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I just think that there should be some boundaries. I do. Yes. And, and Chris Rock overstepped that boundary. I, that's right. Okay, I, I'll so agree. I, I, I'll but, agree. Uh, I really want to talk about. Next Monday is the 54th anniversary of the assassination of Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. And uh, oh, that's right, it is. It is. It's April 4th. Yes, that's right. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Okay. I know that the, the final four basketball games will be on, but we're going to be down at Holgate Street Church of Christ. Okay. Uh, with, what time? with Minister Jimmy Hurd, who's opened up the doors to the church uh, to commemorate and also mm -hmm. recognize some of the pioneers and also give people some awards for the good work they've been doing in the community. And uh, so this will be from 530 to 7 in Holgrave Street at Church of Christ is two blocks north of the Martin Luther King Memorial Park. So uh, we're going to recognize uh, uh, Dr. Brent Jones, uh, the superintendent of Seattle Public Schools, even though uh, you had some, one school board member trying to do everything she could to derail him, but it didn't work. And then there are quite a few other folks that will be recognized as well. Is he a white liberal? That, that school board, you know how the liberals are. Well, you know, I don't know if Leslie Harris brought uh, Denise Juno here, 
who got rid of all of the black males in leadership positions and would not promote or even interview uh, other black males for certain positions, like uh, the African-American uh, uh, male uh, uh, program they have. Uh, people like uh, uh, the Breland out of uh, the principal of Cleveland or Robert Gary Jr. Uh, well, you know, we've had a lot None of those folks were interviewed for that thing. job. Yeah. But Goodlow Johnson did the same thing. We've had a history of all of these women, all these superintendents coming there to do that. Well, I'm glad you're going to recognize him because I, I was glad that he got the appointment. Yeah, because Leslie Harris, that's the school board member I'm talking to, she's voted against everything Black since she's been there, even on all the settlements when they know that Juno was wrong, had discriminated uh, against these, these brothers. Uh, and then they, there was one, the principal of Leshy. There's one lady, and I don't want people to get it confused. The black males I'm referring to were not in schools; they were in leadership positions, like uh, uh, like, and and they all left with better positions. And uh, you know, you have have these programs designated for African American males, and rather than give George uh, Breland the job, uh, they put him on the interview committee to circumvent his possibility of heading up a program specifically designed to help uplift uh, young black males, which is really unfortunate. And I have the I have a lot of faith in Brent Jones and also some of the, some of the school board members are coming along, but there still seems to be some other issues without with the Native American education programs. I've been working with Sarah since Wilson with uh, the Urban Native Education Alliance, and uh, I mean the the past superintendent put them out of buildings. You know, I mean it's just ridiculous the way they were treated. Well, yeah, you, you're right about that, and uh, I'm glad I'm glad he's going to be recognized uh, because uh, it really and truly, uh, we have to continue to understand that everybody who say they like us don't like us because it's how they vote. Because even when they first moved to Seattle, you know, I thought Seattle was a liberal place, and then you realize that most of the kids being arrested are going to jail are black kids, or I mean, so they have this facade make you think that it's liberal here and people like us, but at the end of the day, they vote against us, against us. so we know they don't like us. We had urban renewal, which I call black removal, that started right. in the 50s and early 60s. Then we dropped the first report on redlining, which that was in uh, December of 73. And everything that was mentioned almost 50 years ago has come to fruition. It's gonna be the high rises on 23rd and Jackson and Madison and Union. And uh, also uh, to complete displacement of, uh, the, of uh, African Americans in the central area. A lot of that has to also be attributed to the fact that there was no affirmative action in this state for 23 years. Now, when you say no affirmative action, that gives some people an idea. The first thing they think about is one per, an employee at the county 23 years ago told a, a, a black architect, "We don't have to do business with black folks anymore," and that was a mentality. And then we also had. Uh, I think weak need and weak spine, spineless elected well, officials and department heads that allowed this to happen and wouldn't say anything about it. And you know, but we have to go back to the mayor. Out. We have to go back to 1990 and call it what it was. I mean, yeah. the hey. mayor who brought in weed and seed was Norm Rice. Okay, and we tried to organize the community. Weed and seed was the beginning of the vanguard of uh, agenda fine. But also, I don't think black people really understood the history that this was their place. It was ours. I mean, William Gross bought this land all those years ago and it was our it was our right to stay here but when they brought in wheat and seed and they were weeding us out and seeding in other people i don't think people understood it and we have to say you know i mean and then what the governor said you know with you all down there 1918 house bill that says the city of seattle and the and the gov and the uh you know olympia colluded to run us out of here you know? yeah. well we were able to back thanks to the representative sharon tomiko santos she was able to pass legislation. She was the sole sponsor of House Bill 1918 and 2019 that created the Central District Community Preservation and Development Authority, which is the old SOIC building, which was brought here by Reverend McKinney. And so because of that, it is now the McKinney Center for Community and Economic Development. And the CPCDA board will be a recipient of an award on uh, next Monday as well. We had Representative Santos will be there to present the award to them. It was her wow. legislation. So we thought it was only fitting that she be the presenter to the board of that award. All right. Well, you know, some good things happened this past weekend. Uh, uh, Donita St. Clair, her son got killed in the chopper uh, last summer, Alonzo. 
uh, she she had a gathering for mothers. It was called We Got We Got Us Mothers. We Got Us Moms, and uh, I wasn't there, but uh, Converge Media and co Media covered it, and it was a great event. Uh, and so there's some movement here for mothers, absolutely working on uh, stopping the uh, violence in our community and coming together. It was a great event, and also the uh, the mind is a terrible thing. Waste uh, had their uh, 2022 gala, uh, United uh, uh, what it uh, Negro uh, College Fund. They raised one point uh, two, almost one point two million dollars. Uh, you know, everybody, the somebody was there. They gave us gave our mirror uh, an uh, award. And uh, Wagner, the uh, football player, he says he loved this town, and all the work that his things things he's done about helping families, not only here, but yeah, he was a great guy. Gave Microsoft an award, but uh, to see all those people out there, you, uh, David Dell, everybody, everybody you know was there. Uh, Richard, uh, Judge Richard Jones, I mean, everybody you know was there. So it was a great event. And we yeah, had to bring the, and, and um, people was on the dance floor dancing like they were 17. You all seen some of those people almost our age out there dancing like they were 17. So well, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm sorry I missed it. I haven't checked with um, Linda Thompson Black to see if they have any video cuts and then. Also, we will be sending a check because we firmly right. believe uh, my dad was the youngest in his family and he was uh, appointed to be the Northwest organizer for the Brotherhood of Sleeping Car Porters. And his uh, three older brothers were also Pullman Porters. All of them sent their kids to Southern University and they came back to Shreveport and became uh, teachers and administrators in, in the, the colored side of the Shreveport public school system. As a matter of fact, Norwood Brooks's wife, Violet, and my first cousin, Judy were roommates at Southern. All right. Well, my Back kids in the early fifties. <laughs> my kids went down to Elizabeth City State down in North Carolina. I think it's imperative if you live in the Pacific Northwest to send your kids down south so they can understand what it is to, to see black people in leadership running things. I mean, you know, and black bands and football players and all of these things, and you get to see the excellence and you get to see mm -hmm. all of it. So I think almost an imperative, but they might not come back to Seattle now. That's no, that, that might, you right, might be right. But yeah, my that's daughter, a my daughter Angela took her her uh, cousin's sons on two different tours of black colleges, and including uh, North Carolina A and T, Dillard right. Howard, uh, Florida A and M, Texas Southern, and and uh, and uh, Grambling. So they, they she got a chance. They got a chance to see it firsthand. And you know what? All three of them said they're going to a black college. They haven't made it to the but oh, they're yeah. applying right now and taking the, all the necessary exams is, oh, yeah. is required, but they're going to be on their way to a black college. I don't year. blame them. And you know, after after COVID and after 45 in the White House, the enrollment on black colleges have escalated. It's, it's, it's uh, uh, you know, it's skyrocketing and this is good. So anyway, I just enjoy you coming on my show and uh, we'll be together next Monday, probably here to talk about it. And I'll be there next Monday night also, if God allows. So yes, thank you so much, Mr. Ryan. Thank you very you much. I appreciate the, the opportunity. Thank you. You're listening to the Mother's Justice Show on 1150 AM KKNW. I'm your host, Reverend Walden. We'll be right back. Thank you. Market Street Shoes is happy to sponsor the Mother's Justice Show in honor of our mother, Jackie Higgins Rosebrook, who spent her life fighting for social justice and also in honor of all mothers who fight for social justice. Market Street Shoes, fashionable footwear and apparel for life's everyday adventures in the heart of Ballard since 2006. Visit MarketStreetShoes.com. Hi, this is Dr. K. Mahina Intra, inviting you to tune in on Mondays on 1150 KKNW at 5 p.m. to Dr. K's Attuning to Your Abundance, where we honor everyday abundance through positive messages, poetry, music, affirmations, and writing exercises. For more information, contact Dr. K Workshops at gmail.com or Facebook Dr. K's Abundance. Bringing good vibes to the Puget Sound and the world. Alternative Talk 1150. Good afternoon. You're listening to the Mother's Justice Show on 1150 AM KKNW. I'm your host, Reverend Walden. It's my joy to be on there. I am so excited today. I'm just full of excitement. Uh, we, haven't talked to, we haven't talked to New York in a long time, and we've never, ever spoken to, uh, to Harlem Mothers Save, but we are today, and we got Miss Jackie here with us, and I think she's going to have some other people on it, other mothers on. How are you doing, Miss Jackie? 
Miss Jackie is doing quite well. To God be the glory. I am. It is such a pleasure to meet you. And so yes, just go right ahead. I want you to just tell our audience who you are and and uh, you know people in in New York right right there can listen live uh, online at uh, you know eleven fifty a.m. KKNW. Uh, uh, it is a live show on uh, uh, it's it, it screen live on, on the uh, on 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 the internet. So anyway, uh, for the people who might not get on, but uh, but wanted to hear you, and I'll still send you a copy of the show. So I just you you know just welcome and. Uh, want to know more about you. I've gone to your website more than once and I'm so excited, not because I'm excited because mothers are stepping up and we got some mothers here stepping up also. And we all stepping up because something has happened to our family and our family members and we had that void. So just yeah, go right ahead and just tell us about yourself and, and about your organization. Uh, Doug, uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. well, well, first, let me say thank you Thank you for being in the fight and the struggle because yes, we are the ones who have to be the voice for the voiceless. Yes, ma'am. Mm -hmm. And we can't be that if our voices are not heard. That's right. And so I thank you for even reaching out to me. I was saying, oh, okay. We, and I know you say you reached out several times. So let me start by saying, you know, I'm not, cause I could talk all day, but I know we don't have all day. And I want you to hear from, <laughs> my, from my other moms. Um, I'm Jackie Rowe Adams, co-founder of Harlem Mothers Save, Stop Another Violent End. But you know, when we started our group in 2006, we were sick and tired of sick and tired of hearing all this gun violence. And it was five mothers that walked mm -hmm. into our assemblyman at the time, Keith Wright office, saying, help, help. We are so sick and tired of losing our families. This is 2006, and we don't know what to do, how to do it, but we got to stop this gun violence. So we called it, Who is Giving Our Kids These Guns? And that's how we started. Who is Giving Our Kids These Guns? We stood on the steps of City Hall, along with Assemblyman Keith Wright. He took us to City Hall, stood on the steps, called a question, Who giving our kids all these guns? With standing on the steps of City Hall, at the time, the 100 Black law enforcement stood with us. And at that time, uh, uh, Eric Adams was the captain of that um, organization. And now, when he stand on the steps of City Hall, he is now the mayor. So we- Oh my goodness, now wow. Yes, he, Eric yes. Adams is now the mayor of New York City. And he stood with Harlem Mother Save, which they named us. Uh, uh, um, 2006, okay? So we did so much and it was so many murders and killings to now we are called Harlem Mothers and Fathers Save. We right. have so many fathers that have joined us because a lot of times people don't realize that the fathers care too. We are not just the ones who cry. The fathers now are speaking up. The fathers take care of a lot of these kids and watch their growth. So as they say, it's broken families. The fathers have stepped up. But let me tell you, when we stood on the steps of City Hall and called the question, we found out that two bodegos in Harlem were selling our kids these guns. Wow. We found out. <laughs> That now, I don't want to be wrong, but I have to check the, the status. We found out a watermelon truck and collard green truck, good watermelon, good collard greens. It might have came from your hometown. Where you, <laughs> where, you, where are you from? I'm from Sanford, Florida, originally. That's where I was oh, raised no. at. It came from down south. The, 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 it was from down south. They were bringing them from down south and selling guns, bringing guns mm -hmm, up mm -hmm, to Harlem. Yeah, so yeah, that's how, we, yeah. got, that's how yeah. we got started. And wow. now With it's passion. so sad. Yes. Passion, that's right. Yes. It's so sad to say that it has, 2006 it was bad, but now it's worse than Yes, ever. it is. But I, I do want to just turn over to Iris. And Iris, what did I miss out? Nothing, Jackie. I thought you brought her quite up to date. You, the sad part about our support co program, and I'm sorry, I don't, I can't get the, the video, is that's that okay, darling. It, it's that we uh, are unfortunate enough 
to have every month two or three more parents, and there's probably more in the city who's lost children that has joined our group. There may wow. be over, it could be closer to 70-something people in the last, I would say, almost uh, 17 years and more, and counting some people who are still coming and some people who have dropped off. But we, 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 we still are there with open arms to have anybody who's willing, who wants to have the support that we offer. And we offer all kinds of support. We, as Jackie called us, the moving on group. Moving on group, because we're trying to move on. We can't move on but, but so far, but we try to help. We try to help each other deal with our deaths and, and, and try to comfort each other and show each other that there's, there is a way to grieve without dying yourself. And, and some, of, some of the mothers actually want to die. And, and, and we feel that at every monthly meeting. Wow. You know, this is so needed. Um, you know, I started Mothers uh, here uh, in 1990 after the police beat my kids up. Then in 1999, I started another group called, um, uh, it was called Breaking the Silence on Black on Black Crime. It was called the Silent War Campaign. And it was about how we, had, uh, how we harm one another. And at that time, Black politicians did not want to talk about Black on Black Crime. They just That's wanted right. to talk about, they only talk about police issues. Rightfully so. I mean, they, these are two righteous issues, police brutality and then how we harm one another. And so what I've learned that you need to do them in parallel. And that's what you're doing. You're doing it in parallel. I think the new movement has to be parallel. We can no longer let people say Black Lives Matter on one end of the equation and Black mothers are crying on the other side of the equation. And those same people are not out there supporting them. They want to throw rocks and all the stuff that they do. I mean, defund the police, all of that. But when, it's, but when it's the mothers, because here in Seattle last year, and then a couple of years, and then gone on, we've had 81, I mean, that's 81 mothers crying. I call them weeping black mothers. And who cares about weeping black mothers? Uh, and I'm in this club. My, I had a son who passed away in uh, 2005. He, uh, he had an illness. He was my oldest son, Hiram. He always liked me to call his name. So I always do. <laughs> but um, but we, and that's what you're doing. You're doing both and you're talking, you, 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 got, you got police there. Uh, we know that people, and I saw your video, people always know who committed the crime. And that's the shame on us that we got murderers at the bus stop. We got rapists and people who've harmed us in the grocery store and people are silent. So I watched one of your videos. I'm gonna post them from time to time whenever I get whenever I can to let people know that uh, you were just doing wonderful work and I'm just you know happy to hear this and uh, you know what uh, because it's going to take uh, it's going to take a lot to turn this around right. our community has lived upon a culture of death for 30 years started back in the early uh, the late 80s up to the 90s all the way up to now it's a culture of death and you have children or grandchildren who've never known the other world I mean you and I might know a different world but some of our grandchildren don't know a different world because that's all they've seen you know you know, I am so glad you said that. And we did have that conversation when you called me. I'm so proud of you. You know why I'm proud of you? Besides inviting us on, I'm proud of you because you are saying what we fight for and say every day. Do you know how many people, when I get up to speak, when Denise, I see Denise is on, um, when Denise get up and speak, when Iris get up to speak and we say, we are sick and tired of this black on black crime. Do you know how many people get jumping to their defense? I said, is, but we killing each other. Oh, and stop right. sweeping it under the, the rug. rug. Because we right. gotta call, yes, the police have did their share of killing us, but we are out doing the police now. That's right. And then we talk about the Black Lives Matter. Our lives, our Black Lives Matter. That's and right. You are saying it, singing it, and shouting it all the way in Florida. I can't wait to come no, out you know, here. Yeah, you know, I'm in Seattle. I was raised in Florida, but I live in Seattle. I'm in Seattle. Now. Oh, I've been out in here Seattle, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah we'd love to have here. you come out here. Yes, mm -hmm. yes. Well, we gotta find us a sponsor. So we <laughs> we'll find out. But let me say this: I am 
I keep saying I'm proud of you because you are not scared. People got to stop being scared and people have to take ownership of what's really going on in order to save our kids. We, well, you know, but one of the things too, uh, uh, Jackie, is that we are the only people happy when they put a black baby in our arms. We think it's beautiful. The world might not think it's beautiful, yes. but we do. We bring these babies home. I mean, it's like, That's oh right. my God, That's you know, right. here they are. Uh, and uh, just so I'm just so happy to have it. Let's take a break though and come back and let's take a break and come back and have some of the other mothers. I want you to stay as long as you can. You're listening to the Mother's Justice Show on 1150. We'll be right back. Okay, and then I want to Denise to say something. Okay. Market Street Shoes is happy to sponsor the Mother's Justice Show in honor of our mother, Jackie Higgins Rosebrook, who spent her life fighting for social justice and also in honor of all mothers who fight for social justice. Market Street Shoes, fashionable footwear and apparel for life's everyday adventures in the heart of Ballard since 2006. Visit MarketStreetShoes.com. COVID-19 is a severe lung infection. Trust the American Lung Association for science-based public health information, especially for the 36 million Americans who live with lung disease. We have resources to protect your lung health, access expertise from medical professionals, and peer-to-peer support through our online communities. Visit lung.org for daily updates or call 1-800-LUNG-USA. You found us. Maybe you've been guided to listen. Alternative Talk 1150. Good afternoon. You're listening to the Mother's Justice Show on 1150 KKNW. I'm your host, Reverend Walden. I'm so grateful to be on the air. Thank you so much to Market Shoes, I, I, I Marketplace Shoes, I, I did Supporting Mothers for Police Accountability. And um, so I want to bring my next guest, my guest on. We got three on it this time. So we're going to bring on Jackie. She's the co-founder of uh, Mothers, Harlem Mothers Saved. And she's going to uh, introduce uh, some of the other mothers that she had with all right, uh, come on. welcome back, Jackie, and, and the other mothers. How you doing? Yeah, well. Okay, good. Again, again, I uh, I, I just want to thank you um, again for this uh, wonderful opportunity. But um, Harriet, I want to introduce um, one of the other moms, Denise, and and Denise had a loss had a loss and Denise has been one of our staunch supporters and growth in in Harlem Mothers and Fathers Save. And when I tell you the pain for all of us is so bad, but that's that's why we call it the moving forward group. So I let Denise tell you her story and how Harlem Mothers have been a support to her. Denise? Mm -hmm. Well, welcome, Denise, and I want to let you know that I'm sorry. I want to always offer you my condolence and let you know that I'm sorry for your loss, for your loved one. Welcome, Denise. Thank you, and good evening, all. Um, Jackie is right. Um, I joined Harlem Mother Save uh, maybe less than a year after my son was murdered, and um, thank God for Harlem Mother Save, because it saved me as well. Um, because of the group, I can come and don't be ashamed to shed a tear or don't have to hide behind closed doors to grieve. We laugh together. We grieve together. We cry together. And it's just a blessing. It's sorrowful that you have to meet people this way and form a family because we became a family. It, it's it's just awful that we have to form families like this. And I pray to God that this group doesn't grow, but as of lately, it has grown. Um, part of our problem is the breakdown in the family, as mm-hmm. I see it. There is a breakdown in the family and we need to get our kids back. Um, yes. I say, I often say that there's no way that these kids can know who God is 
because if they knew who God is, they wouldn't do half the things they do. So we need to find a way to bring our young people back to God. Um, they need to understand that the pain they cause is not to the person that they murdered. It's to those who are left behind. And nine times out of 10, you don't know those people from a can of paint. So right. it's over for that person, but it's just beginning for the family. Right. So. Right. Yeah. Wow. Wow, <laughs> Denise. I like to say, just, just to listen to you and to understand what it is to... Uh, to go through this. And I've been, I, I, you know, I also have a ministry of presence. I am an ordained mm -hmm. minister. So I do have a ministry of presence. And I do believe that, um, that one of the things that's missed, one of the paramount things that's missing in the black community is that uh, uh, 30 years ago, a lot of uh, a lot of the people walked away from the churches and they didn't raise their children. One thing about raising your children with, with some spiritual reality, I mean, in the community, I mean, I'm not talking about individual mothers, I'm talking about what mm -hmm. happened, but, um, but you're so correct because um, I, I just wanted to honor you and let you know that your words uh, resonated with me as a mother, a mother for, like I say, one is I lost a son, but uh, it resonates with me because our ancestors suffered so much for us to be here yes. right now. And we owe our ancestors a debt. We owe them something. Yes. We owe them something to understand the degradation that they went through. Mm -hmm. So they would have a tree planted on this side of the river. We are that tree yes. that they planted on this side of the river. And I, I appreciate you. And, uh, and I'd like to say, you know, I'm glad that you have some place to get some nourishment from. Because yes. that's, you know, we're people who need to be nourished, okay? Yes. We're, we're, we're still Africans. I don't care how long we've been gone from Africa. We're still Africans. And what we need is community. We are the people who will stop yes. somebody in the streets and stop traffic to say, hello, I ain't seen you in a while. How's your family? This is who we are. Right. And we're trying to act yes. outside our right. nature. Our nature is that we are family. We you know I grew up causing everybody cousins and stuff like that. So we have to go back to what our nature is. And our nature yes. is natural community. We didn't come out the caves anywhere. We came from, we came from Africa. <laughs> yes. And, and so that's what we lost as well that's right. you know it that's used to be a village that village raised those children that's we right. no longer have that village that's that right. village that's is right. gone and we need that yeah. village back right. um yes. you couldn't do anything in the community without someone knowing your mama that's right. you know yeah. and we'll that's tell right. you they would chastise you then your mother would chastise you exactly. so right. all that is gone um, well, then, and then that's what you all are creating because one thing about women you know what I love about us we'll get together and bring a, you know by somebody bring a scrap and somebody's bring a scrap before you know you got a quilt so you're making a quilt yes with all of these different yes. uh, the people and passing on you're making a quilt a quilt yes. tapestry of reconnecting and uh, not forgetting uh, uh, one another and the children knowing that they had value that's yes. right, because we have to always remember that these children was loved and have value. And no matter how society wants to think who we are uh, and how to continue that uh, to, to take us down, what you're doing is so wonderful, uh, Miss Denise. I, I'm so glad that you have a group to be associated with. God bless you, uh, uh, you know. I'm so yeah. glad with you. I'm so glad. And Reverend, let me tell you, you know, you look like you could really preach, you know. So well, you know, I'm more of a teacher than a preacher. I'm more of a teacher than you a look teacher, like, you know. But you know, you know I'm, I'm a great teacher. You need to like tell these is, churches. History is my Bible, okay? Because mm. I want to teach okay. history. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. You, I'm telling you, Pastor, you look like, listen, you you need to come to New York and tell these churches. And I, and thank you, Denise, because you said it. You said a lot. Yes, ma'am. She did. Yes. Um, I, I, chime in before you, uh, before you say your piece in order to chime uh -huh. in with what Denise said, because it resonated with me thinking that my mother was the Christian leader in the church. She ran the Sunday school and the youth programs for over almost close to 30 years. 
my children, all five of them grew up in the church. They had, they, they sang in the choir. They participated in all the school plays, the Sunday school plays, the anything having to do, we were there for Martin Luther King's birthday, Easter, Mother's Day, Father's Day. And, and I'm thinking back to what Denise said about the breakdown in the family. The boy or the man rather that killed my son was in jail, came out, asked my son for help because he needed to get back on his feet. My son provided that help, but that help wasn't enough. Not a month later, he comes back, puts, has somebody with him with a gun, puts two bullets in his head because he didn't want to ask for the help again. He just wanted to take it. So there mm. had to be some kind of breaking. He couldn't have had a family that went to church or believed in God, believed in anything. But yep. this is the way some children are being raised, unfortunately. Yes. And we have to spend a lot, a lot of time looking at what's going on in our children's lives to determine in which way they're going so we can stop that cycle. Yeah. That's what that's that's what you all do. I mean, you just don't know the joy I have today. I mean, you know, they say when you're happy and you know it. We used to tell the children when your face will truly show it. So mm -hmm. I'm just so happy that I'm not happy for the events, but you know, you never know how creative brings us together. I mean, right. we don't know the circumstances. We, you know, but our lives was, you know, some is being guided by uh, by 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 creator. So. Um, I'm just, I'm just, and I know what it takes to do something. I've been doing something for 30 years, uh, 32 years. I know what it takes. And I know what it takes sometimes when you're out there by yourself and you might not have, because like I could say in 1999, we had to, three people killed, uh, two generations of, three generations of people killed in Seattle uh, uh, and they were black uh, and, and, and the community was silent. If the police had to kill six people in two weeks in Seattle, they'd still been talking about it today. And the That's silence, right. the silence out of that drove me to start the silent war campaign. How could we silent? I mean, you know, silent. And I knew the person also, and I knew her and her children and stuff. So, um, so for, for us not to be silent, to say, this is not right. This is a learned behavior. And uh, we, 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 can, we can learn something else. I mean, we can be... Uh, we we're great people. I mean, and that's what keeps you going is because you look at your greatness. You think about your grandmother, where you come from, and uh, just like Iris was talking about her mother in the church. And um, this is our great stories that we have to continue to tell our great stories that we come from and be able to lift up our children. Uh, uh, I'm so hopeful when I hear you all and see you all. I'm just I'm hopeful that so wild. You know, it is not it is not impossible to turn this around because women. Are on the job. I mean, women, you know, women are on the job. It's like, wow. Strong, strong women, strong black women. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Mm -hmm. I mean, well, you know, the earth, you know, the mother of creation is a black woman. I mean, Eve, you know, the people don't want to talk about it. They talk about bad about black women. But, you know, the, the whole civilization started with us and, of course, started with the black woman. So, hey, that's right. It's our responsibility. It's That's our responsibility right. to save our children. And, you know, I mean, and then, I, you know, I, I, was, I was doing some work with, with people in New York. I mean, I, especially around uh, uh, Puerto Rico. I have friends uh, who live there from Puerto Rico, and I had them on my show to talk about stuff. But I also had people on my show to talk about COVID, because New York took a hit yes, on COVID, God. and <laughs> Black people took a hit on COVID. And I, and I, had, a, I, I had a campaign I was trying to do to, to study how many black people was turned away from these hospitals, but my money wasn't long enough to be able to do the study. But we're a witness. We have, we're a witness of what is Can happening. Can I say to something? People. Yes, ma'am. Go right ahead, Mr. If Denise. they were turned away from the hospitals and they survived, they need to thank God because those who yes. were in the hospital, they just pushed them to the side and let them die. So, you know, I'm a survivor of COVID. Um, Jackie well, also- is a survival of COVID. You know I was praying. I mean, what kept me up at night and kept me praying was for my people to live through this, to be the living witness that one of the greatest events that's happened in our lifetime, we didn't get the care that we needed. I had people on from Florida, all over America, because I wanted, I want to be, you know, it's like, wow, we've seen this, you know, 100 years ago and now here it is again. So I'm glad. And so I, I followed New York because I know that a lot of times the people didn't get to say goodbye. 
I mean, I studied this because I had a business that, that, that served homebound uh, elderly people. So I was concerned about the care of elderly people. So I'm so glad that, uh, that you, that you survived. Our elderly people suffered, particularly those ones that was in nursing homes. Yes, ma'am. The numbers were great where they, they right. were just That's right. catalog. They weren't helped. They were just put in an area and just left to die. And, that's and right. They, and they, they didn't report the deaths. There was just too many reports. That, that, that's what, that, that's what, that's that's what bothered me. Yeah. And that was no, bothered me, sister. No family, no that's relatives, right. yes. nobody yes. knew. Yes, 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 that's right. And that's the story, yeah. too, that we as mothers have. Go ahead, Ms. Jackett. Go ahead. Well, yeah, go ahead, Jackett. Of, a lot of this mur these murders and violence came with that COVID mm -hmm. because everybody was bunched up in the house. We couldn't get out. They were angry. A, a lot of mental illness came out that they people don't even pay attention to. That's right. And that had a lot to do with this COVID. And, and, and the loss of jobs. Yes. And um, so we got to know each other and found out we didn't like each other. So they start fighting and killing and stabbing each other. And they blame a lot of these murders and stuff on COVID. I don't blame it all on COVID, but I do blame it on mental illness being swept under the rug. That's right. That's right. That's right. That is definitely not being paid attention. But what I was going to say is you need to come to New York and tell some of these churches to open their doors. Because a lot <laughs> of these churches do not open their doors and create these programs to take these kids off the street. That's why a lot of violence is in the street. And the churches should be on the street. That's where the ministry really all, should be. And they need to do outreach. We Amen. got very few churches that's feeding and helping these kids. You have the niche church that's doing an excellent job in Harlem feeding the hungry. You have people that had jobs and still have jobs that's still hungry. A lot of this have to do with violence. And this is what I want to say, Pastor, Dr. Reverend Warden. Am I saying your last name right? Walden, no, that's fine, Walden, yes ma'am. Yes, Walden, let me, let me say this. I want the moms and I want the families to know that have had a loss, whether it's gun, stab, loss, child, a loved one, that one of the things our support group provides is to let you know you're not alone, whether we're in New York or not. We want you to know we here and that you're not alone and that you can do it. You'll never get over it. You'll never get over it. But you will learn how to move forward. And if you have Absolutely. other kids, do not make the mistake of not focusing on them. Um, because they right. have to. You have to live for your other children. Children. That's so true. That's so true. Mm -hmm. What happened to Adam Clayton Powell? He used to, I know he passed away, but he had a church that he used to go to out in Harlem. Out in Harlem. I mean, that was years and he years ago. Abyssinia. Uh -huh. Yes, ma'am. Is it still there? Abyssinia. Abyssinia Church is still there, but they don't get out there and do outreach. They're very, you know, a great, great pastor, Reverend Butts. Now they're trying to, you know, reach the young people, but they're not the ones to open the doors for programs for these young people. They're not, do, they're not doing it, but they're doing an awful lot of other things. Yes, but let's be honest. You got churches that are just sitting there closed. The doors are closed. At least Abyssinia is open. The doors are closed and the kids, the space there that they can create programs and bring these kids in. Then you have churches that uh, uh, only deal with their congregation. Yeah. And they don't, True. Uh, yes, you would, what, what you call it, nepotism. Mm -hmm. so, so one of the things that we as an organization is very adamant about is talking to these pastors involving clergy. Because when we have events, as you've seen, we are definitely pro-police. We work closely with the police because we need the police. We need the police to tell us who is out there with these guns. The police know a lot of stuff, but the That's community right. has to speak up. And the community has to stop fighting the police and understand we have some bad police and we have some good police, but we got to police ourselves. 
See, that's my right. message, we have to take back our kids and take back our community that's ourselves. Right. That's right. And that's until right. we do that, you know, until we do that, things might change. But stop acting like, no, not my child, because yes, your child. That's you right. got to know right. who your child is with. You got to right. know. You got to check your house. They got to raid those bedrooms. You got to raid those bedrooms. That's what that's I call right. it. Raid those bedrooms. That's you right. got to know what's up in there. If they got that's something right. in the house, that you need to know about it. Okay. That's right. We, gotta, so we need to stop. They need to stop accepting money from their children when they know their kids don't have a job. Thank okay? you. Smoking I mean, weed with them. Smoking that's weed. Right. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. You know. I mean, I so am not my children's friend. We need a criteria for black parenting, okay? We're not talking about nobody else because we know That's we right. come from something. The reason why we're standing today because somebody put something in us, okay? That's right. <laughs> That's why we're still standing today. My mother used to say, I am not your friend. I'm your That's mother. what I told my kids too. I'm not your friend. You didn't grow up listening to my music, okay? Yeah. I grew up with Motown. No, you're not my friend. Okay? <laughs> I don't need I said, you to Motown, you're Thank right. you. Yeah, they yeah. I'm not, you're yeah. not yeah. my friend. You're not my friend, okay? Mm -hmm. You're not my contemporary. You're not. No, 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 no. And I was adamant about it. And it's okay. And you know, and, and single mothers need to stop putting these boys and uh, say that they're my man. They're not your mm -hmm. man. They're your son. Sons. They're not in charge of the house. They're Thank not you. bringing in nothing. So stop that. Thank you. That's my little man. No, he's not your little man. It's your son. Thank you. And, and, and I tell him as a son to be respected. Thank you. And, uh, and respect you, see. I mean, you know, I'm from the old school, so what can Me I say? Me too. I, you know, I we all are. We all are. We are old, old school parents. <laughs> I yeah, used I to tell. I got to be one of those old people. Now I got to be. I used yeah. to talk about the old Thank people. Thank you. I got to be one of the old people. <laughs> Thank God. Yes, we, I, I would we tell my. Did. We all did. We got to be one of the old people. Yes. <laughs> I would tell my kids, Um, they would say, well, this is my room. No, this is no, not, your, not room. your room. This is home. my house. <laughs> I'm just letting room. you stay here. That's it. That's right. so, I had a, I had a son who didn't like onions. You're going to have to leave here. Thank you. <laughs> I, I had a son who didn't like onions, so he would pick out everything because I love onions. He said, mm. when I get my house, I'm not going to ever cook onions. I say, fine. <laughs> but as long as I got my house, I'm, I'm a cook onions. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Absolutely. Oh, yes. uh, I just you know what? I just can't wait to come to New York and say this is so fine. This is so That's fine. We got way. about three. We got about three and a half more minutes here. So just um, just uh, just kind of let's like let's kind of like go back over it and um and tell you know. I mean, I see your videos and so what? What gives you all the strength to keep going? That's what people always ask me. I'm speaking about that on Wednesday, talking about activism and spirituality and what keeps you going. Well, you know, I want to hear you. What keeps you all going? Well, can, can I say one thing? Yes, uh, ma'am. Other than uh, the Holy Spirit that's in us and around us, we have a lot of people, people who came before us that help us. We have our grandparents we have a so we do have strength within ourselves but i have to give credit to where it's due uh jackie roe adams has the strength of many 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 men women and children she has been a stalwart uh to the cause the cause of and she lost two children not one but two of her sons were murdered well, wow, bless your heart, and, Jackie. Yeah, and yet she she's there every month and throughout the month working for okay, every day. Every day. Denise, because Denise is there every day with her. But oh, I mean goodness. working towards keeping our support group together, mm -hmm. making sure it's still relevant, making sure people around the country, around the city, around the world know that we exist and pray that nobody else has to join. Unfortunately, right. like I said earlier, that, that we can't help that. When a right. child is called home, even by murder, that we have a parent that comes in to grieve. And we right. got to support them. But Jackie is the person who is the one who keeps us strong, keeps us going, motivates us to continue the kind of work that has to be done. And that's oh, what and we're that's, to do right that's now. A great, that's great love. All right, Denise, and we will let Jackie have the last yeah. word here. We got a few no, more minutes. Iris, that was Iris. Iris, oh, okay. Denise. Iris, so Denise, 
Yes. You want to have, you want to come on in there now? <laughs> um, only by the grace of God that I am still standing. And I thank God for his grace and his mercy. We don't know why things happen. And I thank God that I, he gave me beauty for ashes. I Amen. thank God for Harlem Mother Save. Um, Jackie often say, um, turn, um, how did you say it again? In, in victory, pain into victory, into victory. And a great leader, Jackie is, work you to death for the cause. But God bless her. And I just pray that God continuously bless her and strengthen her. Yeah. Um, because this is not an easy job. No, it's not. It's easy. It's, it's not, not an easy. easy. Job. Thank you. It so is much. Not. not. One second. We got about a minute now, so we're gonna let you. We'll let you take us out. So, <laughs> what keeps me going besides God? To God be the glory for the great things He have done. But you heard Denise. You heard Iris. Thank God for them. Because you know what? They keep me going. They make me feel that I am somebody that they need. Amen. And let me wow. tell you, it is so many others out there. If it wasn't for our group, some of them will, would have committed suicide. Yes, ma'am. I heard every day when we hear that another mother, another father, another family lost their kids. But then I also stand strong and say, you know what? We can't bring back our kids, but we could certainly help another mother, another family from feeling the pain and hurt that we feel. I feel like I am so much needed. I was just saying that. And that's why when I had the COVID, I should have been going out of here. I had a very oh. bad two lungs, lungs pneumonia. I should have been going, but he wasn't finished with me. Yet. That's right. And, and, and let me tell you, like Denise say, oh God, thank you, Denise. Thank you, Iris, because we work. This is not easy. You get all kind of calls. Right. In order to keep the group, you're dealing with so many personalities. Yes, and I'm telling you, it's not easy, but we need to be the voice for the voices. We need right. to let people know they're not alone. We need to let people know we hurt too. Your kids hurt too. And we have That's a right. wonderful uh, uh, a bereavement counselor, a uh, 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 psychologist uh, 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 to do and work with a lot of these parents. So right. we, all right, this is good. We're gonna have to, and that's what keep me going. My two kids that still living keep me going. That's and, right. And, well, and, you know, God bless you all, and this our time is just about ended here. But <laughs> we will have you back on again. This is not the end of this show. It's the end. Of, it's not the end of our relationship. It's the end of the show for the day. And I want to thank our Holland mothers, save our Holland mothers and fathers, save, and uh, and moving forward. I mean, I thank you. God bless your work, and we'll stay in touch. You've been listening to the Mother's Death Show on 1150 AM KKNW. I'm your host, Rem Walden. It's my joy to be on the air. I will talk to you next week. All right, take care.